Yeah. Man, y'all know how a nigga do this shit, my nigga. Automatic Rita, automatic Rita, automatic Rita, 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 automatic Rita, automatic. Welcome to the Suki Podcast, episode 28. And I didn't even notice today is the 28th, episode 28. I'll fit in. It's good luck. Um, Jay Flatbush here. What, what you said your new nickname is? Jay Wall Street, baby. Jay Wall Street. Jay Wall Street. In the house. I'm coming, so. I'm coming for the... No more Jay Flatbush. Coming for all the bears, baby. It's Jay Wall Street. For all the money. But, um, yeah, how, how you doing, Jay Wall Street? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Um, a little hungover, but we, we all right. We hanging in there, man. Mm-hmm. We rocking and rolling. With your Biggie Shades. With my Biggie Shades. You peeped the Biggie Versace joints, mm-hmm. right? It's you definitely know? that time. I see you. Absolutely. So, but, yeah, man, I'm chilling, man. Feels that, good to be back in the studio. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's glad you can, you can actually make it, you know. I know, man. Yo, Holland Tunnel, I don't know what's going on, man. Driving from Jersey to Brooklyn, it's mm-hmm. a troop, bro. Yeah. It's a troop. But, yeah, man, I had to, you know, uh, make some uh, illegal turns. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get here as fast as I can, bro. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we made, we made it. That's good. We, we made it. So, we here. So, so we here. And as you see, somebody else is talking. We do have a guest. You know, I've known him for a long time. Jay known, known him for how, how long? You know, Mister Retro over here. About two, three years. We met at Complex Con. My boy Rax introduced me to Retro. I definitely, believe. definitely. Yeah, Rax Great vibes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we clicked, man. And yeah, me and Retro been, you know, yeah. we've been cool since. Yeah, man. it was that energy. Yeah. We just had one quick conversation, and that was it. It mm-hmm. was fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Great vibes. Man. So today, have you on the show, man? Thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys inviting me today here. You know. And uh, yeah, let's get it going. Wait, so tell them all your all your names. It's retro, retrospective New York City, right? No, nah, uh, so pretty much um, retrospective lifestyles lifestyle, is yeah, how go. I started off. Right, right, right. Um, retro is what I go by, uh, what I've always gone by. Um, it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I love the culture. I love uh, retro clothing. Um, so uh, the screen name is Retrospective NYC, mm. and you know my brand is the Daily Drip NYC. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I promote, and that's who I am, my guy. Mm-hmm. So s- tell us how you got started, man. Um, in what sense? <laughs> like, in what sense? How, how did retro come to be, man? So started off, I would say mid nineties. Got into the low game. Mm-hmm. I was outside. Um, I saw everybody rocking polo, rocking the Hilfiger. Everybody's fleet at the barber shop. Barbers got the crazy blowouts, jumpers hanging. Everybody's super lit. I definitely wanted to get in the scene. Always had a love for fashion. So I was like, how do I do this? So I came across a group of um, lowheads mm-hmm. out in Bensonhurst. Okay. And Crazy, right? Bensonhurst. Shout out Bensonhurst. Shout out Bensonhurst. And I was out there with them, and they pretty much taught me the game. Right, right. Where we came from the whole boosting era. So Ah. that's how I pretty much got in the game. See, Mm -hmm. you know, the Statue of Limitation passed, so I can tell you a little bit about the boosting game back (laughs) in the 90s. Remember with the Macy's bags, the brown joints? We used to make Lizzie bags. Oh, Remember yeah, of with course, those? of course. We wrapped the aluminum foil on the inside. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Oh, your damn teeth, you. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we'll leave it as teeth. that. I'm innocent. We'll leave it as that. John, they're stealing. Yep, yep. But if you don't know what the Lizzie is, 
Let's use basically the clip that would ring on the clothing. Mm-hmm. So you would basically go ahead and, you know, figure out different ways of taking the Lizzie off of the clothing. I know we were bad kids, but it was also for the culture because we loved to dress. So we needed it, we wanted it, and there's only one way to obtain it if you ain't have the bag. So we'll be out there making Lizzie bags. Mm-hmm. Can we even discuss that? Yeah, yeah we can discuss All right, this. so basically we'll go ahead and put right. aluminum foil. We got legal representation for you in case we get uh, so when you throw the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so when you throw the clothes in the bag with the Lizzie, the alarm won't go off because we have aluminum around the bag. Mm-hmm. Then we had other things. If the alarm had um, ink on it, we would go ahead and put a condom over it, then pop it. So the ink will bust inside the condom. Mm. You throw it to the side, and you're out. Mm. So we had different things we would do. And for me personally, uh, I speak for myself, I did it for the culture. My thing was I needed the clothing. I needed the fits. I needed the sneakers to match. So that's pretty much the reason why I did it. And, you know, my mom also couldn't get me every drop that released. So uh, there was only one way to get it. No doubt. Yeah, you know, I, I tell when people ask me how I got into sneakers, similar to you, I grew up like poor, you know what I mean? And Flatbush. And I remember it was like fifth or sixth grade and uh, the uh, Jordan H drop, the, play- mm. the playoff AIDS. Okay. And one of the coolest kids in school was on the school bus with them joints, rocking them. And I was like, damn, man, when I get some bread, get them joints. And that's what started my love for sneakers. And Jordan 8 today is still, the playoff ace is still my favorite Jordan because of that, because of that nostalgia, because of that. That was the shoe that sparked the passion for me. I got like 10 pairs of them now. Um, but yeah, man, that's how it started for me with sneakers, man. And it just snowballed from there. So what you you mentioned you got a brand. Talk to me about that. So we're to so the brand's called the Daily Drip NYC. It's called the Daily Drip. And pretty much what I do is cater to everyone. Um from you know, the family that's looking for the newest clothing. Um, you know, anyone that's looking to buy the newest drip. The way we operate is we specialize on tackling every major drop, every major release across America, even internationally if we have to. It might sound crazy, but we do it. Mm. So we're there. at the time. Sometimes we go ahead and we'll get early access to clothing. That way we can provide it to you before it releases. So we cater to all. Um, we style people. So let's just say you need clothing for a photo shoot, uh, a video. We'll make that happen for you. If you're an influencer and you need it for a podcast, we'll make that happen for you. Mm. So we cater to everyone from every level. Mm. That's what's up. That's what's up. How do you feel about the, 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 the fashion game right now? I mean, the fashion game right now, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> the fashion game has changed dramatically where we, you know, we're losing the culture. No one um, is really focused on originality. Where in the past, we only had, you know, let's say five to ten brands that we would shop with. Mm -hmm. You know, you would go to Macy's, you'll go to Bloomingdale's, you'll go, you know, certain places to buy your clothing. Ralph Lauren's store, Tommy's store. But now it's it's so uh, saturated. Now there's a new brand around the corner, which I respect um, because they're more independent. But, you know, everyone's just wearing fast fashion. You buy it, you wear it, you get rid of it. 
And you know, I, I feel you on that. And that's why, you know, I look at fashion as an investment, right? It's something I want to keep forever. So I've found myself, you know, uh, trying to invest in those, like, those brands that have that institutional, uh, you know, prestige almost. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the high fashion. That's why I've been getting more into high fashion lately, along with staying with low and shit. Drip. A little, you know, I'm in mean, a little something, a little something. You know, because you're right, man. I would find myself like trying to support these designers and, you know, uh, spending racks, man. Just like buying up the latest fashion, and then all of a sudden, it's a flash in the pan, and it's then gone. and then you know your clothes is worthless now. Like I'm using them to work out in, and it's pretty something much, pretty I bought much. like you know a two three hundred dollar hoodie that that you know that's you know not worth shit now. So that that that's where I've been mm -hmm. with it recently, but. Um, I'm glad to see that we we seen it the same way, man. Yeah. What What do you think about um all the brands collaborating? Like we were talking about all these uh, collaborations. And stuff. Yeah. So starting off, I felt you know the collabs were amazing because you know the game is getting dry. Mm. You know, you one brand puts out a line for the season, we got it. That's it. So the fact that we have different brands that we love collaborating together, that was amazing. We loved it. We thrived off it. Everybody was on top of it. I mean. You know, when Cause, Jordan dropped, Brooklyn Museum, people went crazy for that. Mm -hmm. When Virgil started the collabs, the first top 10, yeah. you know, everybody for the MoMAs. I mean, I'm jumping around, but the fact that the collabs were just so amazing, I think it was the first time we seen it. So it was beautiful. Now, I feel that the major brands have realized that this is a shortcut. Now we can go ahead and collab with anyone and put it out there, and they're gonna buy it. Mm -hmm. So, they're kind of treating the bigger designs like fast fashion, and you know, it's now once again getting saturated. Mm -hmm. So, what's next? Because, you know, if we're gonna make every collab, every drop a collab, then, you know, what's, what's next? What's out there for us? Yeah, I think it gotta make sense, man. Like. Not for nothing, that Gucci North Face collab, I did not feel that shit at all. Man. We, just, we were just, just talking, talking about, about that. that. What? It, it, we literally were just yeah, talking about that. So funny. Like, so, it does not make sense. So now, with that, um, you know, I, I have to... He can get in-depth I have this. to disagree. Um, well, disagree to agree, you know? Mm -hmm. Because okay. um, the fact that North Face is such a staple. It's North Face. Um, Gucci collabed with them, but kept... The North Face style, the North Face designs, they gave us the anorak. Mm -hmm. Yes, it says Gucci everywhere, but they gave us the anorak. They gave us, you know, the, the regular bubble. They gave us all the North Face designs just with Gucci print. So that's actually a pretty awesome collab because it's just, even though Gucci isn't subtle, for the collaboration being what it is, it is subtle. Now, Gucci did a collab with Balenciaga. Mm. That to me was not it. Yeah. Because now you have two major brands in the designer world together. So you're saying like the yin and the yang of what North Face represents and what Gucci exactly. uh, what Gucci represents exactly. is a good mesh. But obviously Balenciaga and Gucci are competitors. They're two like, competitors right. in like the designer world where we love, I feel that we all love when there's a designer, a major designer, collaborating with streetwear brand. For example, how recently Lanvin mm. and um, Gallery did a collab. Basically, Gallery went in and did what Gallery does. Put paint splatter, 
put patches all over the landing clothes. They made it unique. Um, so that was amazing. But, you know, when you go ahead and you take two major brands and collide them together like that, mm -hmm. put them together, it's just, it doesn't really work. And it just becomes fast fashion. It's something that people will wear now because ASAP Rocky just had yeah. it on. Yeah. And then next season, it's gone. Yeah. Well, even yeah. if you think even with like the price tag, like some of that stuff is astronomically expensive. Oh, yeah. You think even with the price tag, it'll still, people are still like, okay, let me just, let me just buy this. I oh, mean, 100%. Right now, um, you know, I've sold, uh, I've pre sold mm -hmm. over 10 jackets. Mm -hmm. And that's on the resale value. Mm. You know, I saw them. Uh, I don't think going for like $10,000. Um, close to it, $8,000. Well, I mean, we're out there. You know, they, um, they're going for about 4500 as of right now, if you can get your hands on them in store. Mm. Obviously, once it hits the market, like StockX, mm -hmm. go things like that, it it's going to go up. The first season, they, it went up to 10, 15,000 because mm -hmm. ASAP had it on. Right. That was huge. He publicized it and he still does. Like, he loves it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he really has a strong follow. And obviously, when, a, when an artist, Puts on something with a strong follow, people in the yeah. air. So they're about to you drop know? it again, right? So it's like it's like a season two. So of it, season right? two is, is about to drop. Most stores, most Gucci stores have them now, mm -hmm. but for VPs. Mm. So by the time it actually gets out to the public, it's usually just the, the merch, right? The beanies, you know, the sweatsuits, mm -hmm. you know, the scarf. But the made the the major items are gone. Yeah, because I saw you had a video up. Um, was that was that the guy that I don't know the guy had the jacket on? Was that from season one or season two? That was season two. Yeah, that was a client that um, I actually have a great relationship with Gucci, mm -hmm. so they were able to create a private pop up for us mm -hmm. with the entire Gucci line, mm -hmm. and I was able to bring two clients in to do you know like an informal pop up for them. Right. So, you know, that's another thing I do. I try to cater. Yeah to um, the client. So if I do style you, it's not uh, bringing clothes to you. It would be me taking you for VIP treatment at the store. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to go in there and ask the rep to get us a few things. We're going to have our own separate room, our separate entrance. We go in there. Everything is catered to your sizing already, a few fits. So all you pretty much is going in there, trying it on, and that's it. Mm. So, you know, us being in fashion... You know, mm -hmm. we've been doing this for so long. Right. I try to make it easier for people that are not so involved in the fashion world, but love designer and love hype clothing, love streetwear. So it's kind of like, you know, helping them with some direction. Right. I mean, you, you, you've you been around for a long time. Do you think a lot of these companies are copying, well, not because they're cop copying off a of Supreme's model or like... Oh, definitely. Always collaborated with people. Oh, day, yeah, 100%. And, you know, this this can go, like, so many ways. Right. But, you know, and I love I, I, I love fashion, so I like to take myself outside of the picture, you know, from an outer, from a outer perspective, mm. and basically go ahead and, and see what they're doing. So brands like Kif, uh, brands like Ame, um, that's pretty much, to me, Ralph Lauren. Mm -hmm. You know, um, his son's not even doing that. Greg Lauren is actually making high-end fashion where he's tailoring three, four different garments together and selling them for the high. Mm -hmm. I respect that because that's what he's doing, and it's different. Mm -hmm. But Ame, Kif, brands like that, they're just putting out Ralph Lauren at 
insane prices. And it doesn't really make sense to me when I, I go to Ame and I basically try on a whole Ralph Lauren fit. I'll buy a flannel for $450 that has no symbols on it. Mm-hmm. For that, I'll go buy a Ralph, a Ralphie item, you know? Yeah. So I feel that they definitely, um, we won't say, we won't call it copying because we have to change the times. Right. But I feel that, you I, know. I th- think the model, like the model, the model. Supreme comes out with stuff like for a week and then boom, it's gone. And then all the collaborations, like they collaborate with like maybe 15, 20 brands per yeah. drop. But they're the OGs. Yeah. They can do that. Right. You know, they started it. They can do it. Mm-hmm. At this point, Supreme can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. How you, because I tweeted this a couple of weeks ago, man. My my passion for the sneaker game has waned a lot since COVID. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel like COVID has affected fashion and sneakers? Oh, well, away from the fact that COVID provided a lot of free money and helped people that <laughs> didn't have the bag. Shout out to all my boys with them PPP loans. Facts. Um, a lot of those people were able to then, you know, obtain designer, streetwear, sneakers they never had before. Um, being able to pay the resale mm-hmm. of 800 1000 I've seen a few people, I've seen a few buttons pushed on StockX for those Chicago off-whites mm. during COVID. That money came in, 4000 mm-hmm. I need them, <laughs> you know? So um, it's definitely giving a lot more access. Mm-hmm. But then again, um, from, the, from, the re, from the resale perspective, um, it's changed the game where um, there's a lot more happening, a lot more people are involved because of the internet and through the platforms, there's a lot more access. So people, you don't have to be in the scene like when we were, when we would, we would trade polo. Mm, right. It was basically who you knew and what neighborhood you hung out in. Right. And the only other way to buy items for us was eBay. Mm-hmm. eBay was like our, our platform. That's when you would get like a vintage shirt or mm-hmm. vintage hat and you wouldn't pay so much. Right. Oh, you'll get some fake shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been burnt on eBay Definitely, I think we all have. I think we all have. At least once or twice. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely changed. Uh, you have a thing called the Discord now where mm-hmm. promotes and kind of gives you direction on how to shop, where to be, what's releasing, where, you know, at one point you just needed to know. Mm-hmm. You needed to find out. You needed to be around... You know, all the fashionable people in Soho, you know, that was pretty much it. That's a good point, though, because, you know, I think part of, you know, at least people in my circle, like, you know, trying to step back from sneakers. One, it was COVID and not being able to rock your shit and go outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. And two, it's been the bots, man. Yeah, I was going to say that. A lot of people have problems with the bots. The bots is is just killing the game right now, man. So I was waiting for you guys to open that up. Yeah, Yeah, it was coming. There's a lot of other stuff going on. But on that topic, you know, the bots uh, work hand in glove with the discords where us OGs, um, it's harder for us to come outside and touch a sneaker that we know that... You know, for example, we'll know that uh, if Kif has a release um, and you shop at Kif and everyone knows you there and you know that leftovers 
are today at 3 o'clock because you shop there all the time. Now, because the Discord exists, everyone knows that at 3 o'clock, there's going to be leftovers. Mm -hmm. So now, instead of you and a few people that know, now you have a bunch of younger kids that are coming out and they're pretty much, you know, burning the loop. Mm-hmm. Where they'll they'll all rush to the store to buy the shoe to sell it for thirty dollars over, yeah, kind of killing our dream of buying the shoe to wear. Mm-hmm. So, same thing with the bots. You want to go ahead and you know get the release online. You're home with the kids. You're working. Not everyone could be outside camping out for a shoe. So now you know ten o'clock. Full Lock is going to release it. Ten o'clock, a specific store is going to release it. You're not going to be able to get it because of the bot. So, you know, corporate America is getting too involved in what we do. And this is why I love that, you know, we are all promoting and we are all helping each other grow. Because I tell a lot of my peers and a lot of the younger people in the game that you taking a shoe, buying it, bringing it to a flight club, Mm -hmm. or dropping it off at StockX, you're pretty much getting it corporate America rich Mm -hmm. and you're just utilizing their platform why not we create our own platform right support each other feed the people the culture keep it within us but instead a lot of people like to cut corners and just try to cash out try to uh, lowball try to do as much as possible to not do it legitimately. And because of that, we keep allowing corporate America to take our ideas and keep blowing up. We should be stadium because we were there before them. Mm -hmm. We should be flight club. We should be StockX. We watch StockX blow up and Mm -hmm. we still feed them. Uh, you know, you know, you know, StockX about to go public too. Are they? I can't wait. I'm gonna short though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there like swimwear. You know, we. I'm buying puts, baby. <clears throat> and you know what? Nobody. A lot of fakes go through StockX, mm-hmm. and and it's not even because StockX doesn't have, you know, the the right authenticators. It's just that you know, when a new shoe comes out, a whole new skew that we don't know much about. And it's early hard to differentiate release. because exactly. the, the fakes, the variants are just so on point now. Extremely on point. You can't tell the difference. Like even my go-to, um, like 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 my go-tos when I look at a shoe and I look at them, now I have to look at different things. Now we have to use UV lights because they're just getting better and better. So Shit. the game in general is saturated. The resale community is saturated. Fast fashion is saturated, so this is why now I personally uh, love to support originality, like mm-hmm. like new brands. Believe it or not, a gallery department. Mm. They're a brand that uh, the guy basically um, does art for a living. Loves to throw paint and holes on vintage clothing, and he actually puts a label in the front saying courtesy of his name like an art piece Mm. you know when you go to museum you see the artwork you see in the bottom it says art by this person he that's his concept so what he's promoting is art every piece is an individual so that's why i love the brand for now while the shirt is 165 retail Mm. once it hits the chrome heart prices 
which they just had an increase of 30% recently, mm-hmm. then uh, that's when, uh, you know, the brand will eventually die. But for now, they're authentic, they're original, they're growing. So it's definitely a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, guys. It's all right. We got to take it. No, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Sorry about that. This guy's busy over I here. I know, man. Phone calls during interviews. I know. Yo, man, we don't know if it's Sunday or Monday, you man. <laughs> Every day's a hustle day out here. You know, yeah. you're on the L.A. town. Mm-hmm. That, that's my one problem being in L.A. Like, my, my, whole, my, my whole shit gets messed up because of the, the time difference and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm always jet-lagged. Yeah. Like, it, it's my first three days in L.A., I'm a dick to mm-hmm. everyone. And my first three days back in New York, Yeah. same thing. Takes me a while to adjust, um, but I have to say I, I do love LA. Mm-hmm. I do love it. I love LA in short doses, man. Uh, yeah, you know, you you, you, you sprinkle week in and a half, two weeks. Beyond that, uh, yeah, I used to go. I used to go a lot. Like I used to be like that, you know but then I fell. I fell. Uh, I fell into like this twilight zone where I woke up one day and I was there six months, and then. Eight months. I could not do six months in LA, man. I, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. From oh Brooklyn. no, of course, of course, we all so, are. So you know, I, I, just something about the LA culture. It's like too happy for me. You know what I mean? Like when you're born in New York, you're just born miserable, I guess, right? And you love that be, you love that misery. Well, my my, my problem is the party ends at two o'clock. I can't deal with that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting ready at twelve. You know what I'm saying? Can't end the party at two. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. at two o'clock, you. You you just just getting into your situation, you know. What I'm saying you're trying to make some movements, and they'd be like, "Oh well, I'll see you later." What? What's blown me away about LA when it comes to fashion is that, and I respect the culture, but they'll wear all these different fits, dope fly fits, but with Vans. And at first, yeah. I didn't get it. I'm like, why is why is everyone dripped out, but then wearing Vans? And then someone put me on. They're like. Vans is like the Cali staple. Mm-hmm. That is that is where Vans was created. So, you know, that's where skateboarding was created. So for them, that's considered drip. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice fit with your Vans. I didn't get it at first because I would look down and be like, where are all the, where are all the dope feats? What's going on? Mm-hmm. This is Cali. What's going on? Mm-hmm. I remember somebody told me a while ago that, you know, fashion brands, they get started in L.A. and solidified in New York. Do you feel that way? I do, I do. I definitely do. Um, I feel that in Cali, there's definitely a bigger network Mm -hmm. where, and also Cali is a place where, you know, um, you know, you get what you give. Um, You got to be in the scene. You know, there's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of cold shoulders if you're Mm -hmm. not ready to rub shoulders. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, So there's a lot of networking. Especially, yeah. you know, it's the hills, it's Hollywood, mm-hmm. a lot more going on. But everything else happens in New York. Right. Because in New York, that's where um, all the money's spent. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we're so, we're such a populated city, you know, a melting pot, that, you know, the guy selling CDs in the corner is going to at least make 20 bucks today. Yeah. You know? So we sell, we push merch, we hustlers. push, I, we're yeah. hustlers out there. They're more on the, I would say, back. laid back on the creative end where, you know, they're doing it with a few cups of coffee throughout the day from their home. Whereas we're outside in the streets putting it out. They're grinding. Grinding. Yeah. Which, I, I guess that's what it is. I'm used to that grind mentality. I'm used to that, like, you know, work work until you 
you know, you fall dead. You know what I mean? In L.A., they just like... For, I remember me working in the L.A. office when I was in the ad agency uh, that had an office out there. And 4.30, everybody checked out, bro. They like gone. They... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I one time um, rushed to a loop for a sneaker loop. And it was it was crazy. In New York, when you know there's a loop, you must be in a five-block radius. If not, you're not touching the item. And mm. Cali, we got a phone call that they had Panda Lowe's half hour away. We drove a half hour away, got online, touched the shoe, got back online, mm -hmm. and touched again. And I'm like, wow, thank you, California. <laughs> Where in New York, sneaker releases, if you haven't seen the videos, Jay, you know how it goes down. Oh, I do. It's survival of the fittest out here. You know, mm. we play no games. Whereas in Cali, they're like, everyone, please line up accordingly. There's enough pairs for everyone. Really? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a lot more food. Um, but, you know, obviously, New York creates the culture. Right. We created reselling. We created hype. So mm -hmm. they pretty much followed through with what we created. So um, you said uh, you did uh, attend ComplexCon this year. So how, how what was your views on that? Um... So I won't say ComplexCon was bad. Um, it was definitely a great experience, as always. They always have it put together accordingly. But, you know, it was, it, um, there wasn't any major releases where Atmos every year releases their animal pack or a specific mm -hmm. type of Air Max. That's what Atmos loves to bring out for ComplexCon. You know, in years in, uh, in the past, we had Merukami who was doing a lot of collaborations before he pulled out and he no longer sells merch in um in uh, America. Oh, you, so, you, you, you had some of that stuff, Jay, right? I had a bunch of I think you had a jacket. You, I, I had, you had the Chicago Cubs Limited. It was only that like jacket 20. now is extremely limited. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. I there was only like 20 or 30. Yeah, I've seen you the wear with the yeah. leather. Oh, yeah. That's the one you wore, I think, the first show. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll break it out next show. Oh, How about man. that? Woo. I kept the uh, Sawarski Murakami. Okay, yeah, skateboard. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kept the skateboard, mm -hmm. um, kept the T-shirt, but yeah, he pulled out. So a lot of major, um, a lot of like major uh, players didn't really bring out anything. I'm not sure if it was because they were scared. This is our first event, uh, the first complex con after COVID, mm -hmm. or if what happened with, um, you know, Astro World had anything to do with that mm. Mm. Um, people but dying. It, yeah but it was definitely a lot more calm um a lot of a lot of independent brands were there so it was it was just it was a lot more personal there wasn't much reselling mm. so it, it there wasn't there weren't a lot of crowds but overall it was a good time if you if you're about the culture like i am mm -hmm. i loved it because you had a lot of new designers that you've watched grow. For example, Joe Fresh. Mm -hmm. Joe Fresh, you know, we were there for one of his first pop-ups in New York with the Snapple. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one really was there. Then it went from that to him um, being in ComplexCon with his own booth. And now he came in as a speaker. So it was like, it's good to see uh, the designers come up yeah, and see you know where they progress and see where they are, you know see where they're going. So how would a regular person? Because I, I know people ask me all the time, like how would a regular person attend? Like do they have tickets or is it something of a 
um, you gotta know somebody to get in or about complex time? Yeah. No, you can buy tickets. Yeah, so it's like it's yeah, like a, packages. It's just a regular ticket at event. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Years in the past, we would camp out three, four days. I've camped out five days for yeah. Complex Con. Um, that was a big year. I think that was also the year that we met, Jay. Yeah. Um, I was there with my, you know, my with, with, with my whole crew. Um, five days before, we have pictures. You know, um, we literally were standing outside playing cards for days, just waiting for those doors to open. Mm. This year wasn't like that. Yeah. So you probably met Jay. He was w- walking around, you know, saying talking about stocks, right? <laughs> nah, I wasn't even into stocks back then. I, <laughs> no, no, no. True story. I actually got into a car accident right before that same complex kind of twenty eighteen. I flew out there. Mm-hmm. Rented a car, and somebody rear-ended me. I spun out on the highway, mm-hmm. slammed into a barricade. Uh, my boss at Complex actually came and got me from the ambulance, brought me to Complex time. Oh, jeez. Got me checked out by the ambulance out there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was riding around the whole Complex con in the back of a, you know. Oh, the, like, like the golf carts? Like the golf carts like they have yeah. for like the football players yeah, when they yeah. get carted ADA, off. ADA. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was actually <laughs> on Instagram Live <laughs> back of that shit, giving everybody a preview of the floor. Oh, my God. While I had a fucking concussion. I did have a concussion. Mm. Um but yeah, man, that, that yo, that shit was so fun, man. That's you were probably there for one of the. That was a good year. That was a great. That was one of the best years I heard. The one, yeah, year, the one yeah, that yeah. y'all met was probably was one of the best years. Twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was definitely uh, an epic year. Yeah, uh, I. It was you and Rax. You guys were just running around everywhere. Oh, we was. I was wilding out. I even got complex. Uh, a haircut, like I got it cut oh, into yeah, my hair. Oh yeah, he had the complex haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had it cut into you my damn hair, man. fruit that cake. Was so much fun. Complex man. haircut. I got swept up. You got caught up. What's wrong with you? Man. I was having fun, bro. Okay. I was having fun. So you saw, so you saw Rax out there. That's a friend of the podcast. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah Rax is definitely. Uh, Rax is a friend. Yeah. Rax yeah, is. Uh, is, cool. is definitely the culture. Um, everyone knows about Rax and his story. You know, he was once a reseller, mm-hmm. um, and you know, with his character, and uh, you know the way he moves, um, he is who he is now, mm-hmm. and um, I love it because even when I see him, he's always wearing his own clothing. Which he is awesome. Doesn't care about yeah. designer. Right. He's all about supporting um, everyone to come up. So the fact that he came from um, the resale culture. And you know, made himself to be who he is now. I actually met someone um, who told me that Rax is his idol. Rax, someone says you're their idol. <laughs> <laughs> he said you got me into sneaker designing, and I'm like, what? Rax doesn't does, 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 he don't design sneakers? Oh yeah, he does. And he does design sneakers. Yeah, me and him had a long conversation. So it blew about me it. away. To he see. actually owes me a pair of racks. I'm still waiting on my shit. He owes us a lot of stuff in this damn yeah, show. Yeah, racks so. be bullshit. So we're not, we not gonna get into it, but you know, I'll give him a call. So he's definitely one that's for the culture, uh, by the culture. Like I respect everything he does. You you you've met Taz Arnold before, right? Um, my guy from L.A. Taz. I believe I, I I believe I have. I think you, you have. I mean, if you, he's but he was at the complex on you're talking about. Mm. And uh, Reggie it's, knows. Also, there's just so guys. many people like in this in this community. Like it's a it's a tight community, yeah. but it's it's a huge community. There's just yeah. so many of us. Mm-hmm. So as we travel from state to state, release to release, you're always gonna run across, you know, a known reseller or you know just someone that's 
part of the culture. Mm-hmm. I do think, man, and you know, going back to the whole bot situation, uh, the, the most fun I ever had collecting sneakers was camping out. Like I remember waiting for the Galaxy phones. Mm, okay, and yeah. I was out there a day and a half camped out in that day. Pain, get pain. Didn't get them. Pain. You know what I mean? But like the people you would meet online, you know, you share similar stories. Y'all got similar interests. It created bonds. It created like a, a true sense of community where I think, you know, with everything being online and the bots now, it's kind of fragmented and it's kind oh, of. Oh, no, of course, of course. I would say the last release that I, I remember um, that we had like real culture was when Jeff Staple released his last um, Panda Dunk. Mm-hmm. When he dropped, when he released that, he actually had people online um, who he, he made do uh, skateboard tricks. He said, do a kickflip, do anything for me and I'll give you the shoe. So, you know, that was one of the last times that we really had that. Away from Joe Fresh, right. who is at every release and gives back as much as he can. I mean, when his release got shut down in his hometown, he released it again. Mm-hmm. Then he put it online. Mm-hmm. You know, he even for the last Complex Con, the most recent one, he had he was the only one that did a shock drop. Mm. He after you know, after his um after like the big uh presentation he was doing. He, you know, on the side note, sneaked it out there. He goes, okay, I'm booth 30-something. New balances right now. People lined up. They bored. They were excited. So that's called culture. Um, And with the bots, you know, we don't really have that. There's a lot of money. Um, I respect everyone who has grown and makes a lot of money and has become, you know, an influencer. But you know, we, we you know we have lost the culture. Yeah. We have lost the culture. The bots make it where you don't have to leave the house. You just need to have an expensive credit card and an expensive bot, and you need to monitor it, and that's it. And that's not culture. That's why I kind of get upset. And you know, once again, I'm not here um, speaking in regard to demographics of. Uh, of color, we all the same, but it kind of kills me when I see people show in, in brand new Mars yards, you know, and wearing a completely brand new fit, and they weren't there. So mm-hmm. I always tend to joke around and go, "Did you pay retail for those? Mm-hmm. Were you there for this?" Mm-hmm. Because the reason why we have it is because we were able to, to obtain it. These days, you could buy money. Your way yeah, into you can buy your way in. Yeah, well, those, you, those, listen, those days are gone. The days you're talking about, long gone. Yeah, you know even days? as a low head, you, yeah. can, you can become a low head overnight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Pretty much. And it doesn't take much. Little eBay transaction or, yeah. you know, get you a nice little reseller. And the next thing you know, you're, you're yeah, in. Because I've been building my collection. And you got way more than me, but I've been building my collection for 15 years. And I'm, like, really proud of it. And then some kid with, a, with, with Grandpa's credit card just... Double up my collection overnight. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Listen, ten years ago, I was hitting up a pirate <laughs> on Facebook, going, "Pirate, sell me that Indian head, that '94 Indian head." He's like, "Nah, I'm not selling yeah. that. I'm not selling that." <laughs> and I'm, I'm on top of him. Come on, man, just sell me one of them. He's got three of them. <laughs> Where now, if pirate will tell me no, I'll go. Find it elsewhere. I can yeah. go on a million different platforms mm-hmm. and find it. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, another thing that killed me is with the, with the low game, how at one point, you know how hard it was to get a teddy bear knit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's... You know uh, how hard it was <laughs> to get a knit, a bear knit? Uh, Listen, they pimped then. them out now. Now yeah. it's like 60 teddy bears comes out every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I went know. on Feature, the website, and they had bear nets. Yeah. I'm like, no way. Yeah. They're everywhere. You can go to Urban Outfitters, they got bear nets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I, I hope my old school one's tight to the mm -hmm. vest. I got the Kanye uh, bear nets. Mm -hmm. That was the first bear net I ever bought. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, it, it's definitely different and now. you know yeah. same thing is happening now with streetwear where you can find Supreme at Urban Outfitters yeah, yeah. you can you yeah. can go also you know what Urban Outfitters just did back to we were discussing about the corporate giant taking ideas and really putting it to play where you know and where it kind of sucks because <clears throat> a lot of us you know from the ground level you know, we come from the streets. Um, we know what we know. So many of us, you know, don't go to college mm. and don't take business courses. So we have, we know how to put two and two together, but we don't know, a lot of us don't know how to build the business. Yeah. So what happens is that we create the culture, we create everything, and then... A guy with a business degree takes it from us. Mm -hmm. Perfect example is Urban Outfitters now reselling. Mm -hmm. You go on Urban Outfitters, yep. you see that now they they fooled me. I saw a sneaker that has that that that's been sold out. I clicked on it on Urban Outfitters. I'm like, well, I can buy this, and it was four fifty. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's going on here? Urban Outfitters is now reselling sneakers. So you know, corporate America has taken, you know, on has has overlooked it in the past mm -hmm. but now they're like wait a second this is a billion dollar industry and they're all over it and it just kind of kills me at times when i see all of the people that did create the culture not profiting from it and that's mm -hmm. why i just try to educate my peers and everyone around me like there's got to be more for us there's got to be more we can each create an llc and start working from right there and a lot of people are scared about the taxes and this and that. I'm go, you can't be scared of that. You need to learn how to budget, mm -hmm. right? Do some asset management, you know, pick, learn from someone, pick up a book, YouTube it, learn it, and build yourself, build your own entity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are scared. So until we're not, until we stop being scared, corporate America is going to still take our ideas and still uh, make more money than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, listen, it takes ambition and it takes, like, because I didn't go to college until I was 27, 28. Mm -hmm. And I joined the military right out of high school, you know, grew up in Flatbush. And, I saw that. I saw that. And, mm -hmm. you know, when when I got into corporate America, I was like a fish a fish out of water, man. Like, mm -hmm. I was green. I was, I was scared, but I learned to overcome that fear and just learn. And I'm lucky to have had some good mentors that kind of invested in me and, and molded me and allowed me to become who I am. And even with the stocks, mm -hmm. like I was telling Pirate like a year and a half ago, I was afraid of the stock market. And now I live and breathe the stock market mm -hmm. because I overcame that fear. I learned about it. I self-taught YouTube, Reddit, um, just learning as much as I can, even, you know, doing paper trading and 
you know, not having real money in it, but just like mm-hmm. understanding like, you know, how to trade. And, you know, that that has made me, it, it's changing my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to overcome that fear. Like people who come from where we come from, you got to overcome that fear and take that risk. Because a lot of, of people, they look at it and it's like daunting, like it's rocket science mm-hmm. to them. But once you get past that and you start digging in, you realize like Steve Jobs said something. Uh, something to this effect like when you look at people who build bridges and who build airplanes and you realize that they're not smarter than you you're just as smart as them that realization will change your life of course of course because you won't be putting people on the pedestal anymore you won't be putting the stock market on the pedestal or business on the pedestal you'll realize that you can do it and then that's going to give you the motivation to just jump in and you know but you you need to be ambitious though. You it has to be within you. Of course, you know I mean? that's what I I always tell people. The day a man can fly, is the day I say he's better than me. Right. Away from that, you bleed just like me. Right. You live just like me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm happy that we think like this, and it's just up to us and others like us that can push um, a lot of today's youth and have them understand that, you know. You can build yourself up instead of building this corporate giant, right. you know? So, but it's hard. It's hard because, you know, um, you, know you have these, you, know, you have the Discord. The mm-hmm. Discord's the same thing where the Discord is pretty much feeding um, one owner who's doing the same job that you can be doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it makes you lazy. So now it's just having these kids out here um, not putting any energy into what they love. And it just shows that, you know, um, you have someone else taking direction for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, cause, uh, he didn't tell you, but I'm the one who put him onto stocks. Ah, mm-hmm. He okay, don't want to okay, say good man, what. Good man, we learned from each other. It was from me. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love I, to no, say I that. I get credit where credit is. No, no, no. He's, yo, look, listen, he, yo, he took it. He took the ball. You know what I say? Run to the fucking the end zone. He ran and he just went off with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a little simple conversation we had during COVID. Well, it it was, yeah, and it yeah. started during COVID. Yeah, I was just, just like, dude, like my wife tells me this all the time. Yeah. Like, once I get my mind set on something, I get this tunnel vision, mm-hmm. and I just want to learn every yeah. single thing. But he's like one of my biggest success stories because and and that's he went and, cr- and that's beautiful, man. Yeah, like he killed that whole AMC little wave. Oh, I murdered, he murdered AMC. AMC. I yeah. ate, ate, he, he murdered ate off AMC, bro. Yeah, he made it so crazy. He was like, it got to a point where I was like, dude, he's like, yo, no, do this. Like he was telling me what to do to, you know what I'm saying, to generate some some capital. Yeah, so. man. I, I know a lot of people who also um, ate off of the Deutsche coin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was I'm also. I'm eating off of shit right now. Yeah, so that was just uh, another come up. And, you know, it's, times are changing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. I think we all know times are changing, so we have to evolve. Um, and it's just being self-taught, you know? Yeah. Pick it up and go. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing, you know, what the future has to offer with a lot of these brands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just want to see more originality, you know, just more originality. Um, and now, you know, even how I'm dressed now, um, I'm... I wear a lot of uh, independent brands because mm-hmm. I just love to see a lot of people come up. Um, I'd rather buy someone's, you know, a hat from the street opposed to wearing a, a big corporate giant hat, you know? And I sell designer, so it's not to, like, 
you know, go back on what mm -hmm. I do. But, you know, me personally, it's the love for the fashion. Right. So I rock anything as long as it's dope. Yeah, I rock. I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I may be rocking polo today, but this is not, I mean, I don't rock it like every day. And I tell people, you know, I was like, you want to go shop? Like, you want, we can style. Mm -hmm. um, don't get scared. Doesn't mean we have to go spend 5000 on the outfit. We, we can go with, you know, streetwear. We can go with designer in between. Um, there's no wrong uh, style. There's no wrong fit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, as long as it mess, not as long as it meshes with your style. Like, Ovadia was a brand that that came out a few years ago that I really like. Thought spoke to me. It was very polo esque, you know okay, what I mean. Okay. But I really, I really fuck with the designs, and I just went all in on them, man. I bought Mad Ovadia, and I, I still support them. Okay, okay. And a new brand that's coming up, um, and I would say coming up because people, not a lot of people are on it. And no, I'm not sure if I should get into this. But their, 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 their website just crashed. <laughs> oh. But it's Vertebrae. Mm. Um, you know, I met the owner um, in ComplexCon, and I really didn't know much about the brand. And you know, I bought a few pieces, and they sold instantly. Mm. So I'm like, what's going on with this? I did some more research. I find out that he's based out of Atlanta, and a lot of celebrities are wearing it. It's the beginning of it. How gallery, how chrome. Mm -hmm. You know the Kardashians were wearing uh, chrome in, in like, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. So like this is the first wave of it. And we got to see that their website crashed for the first time through Shopify. And it's because he's still such a new brand. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, mm -hmm. it, they couldn't control they it. They don't have the server. They don't have yeah. the server, so it crashed. So that's a new brand to look out for. And I'll support it. Because they're they're new, you know, mm -hmm. no doubt. So we're about to end the end the show real quick. So uh, what? So what do you have planned for? You know, you got one more month left before twenty twenty two. So what you got going on new, and what's you got coming for next year? So we've been putting a lot of pain. Um, the team has been everywhere, everywhere. I mean, every major city, every major event release, we've been there. Will be. At Art Basel on Tuesday, there's going to be some big releases over there I so can't are, discuss yet. Are you staying out there for the whole week? I'll or? be out there for the whole week. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really big on culture, so away from fashion, I'll be there for the arts. You know, we know a lot of artists are going to be there, so I love to support. Um, and, you know, at the same time, a little, you know, business and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we'll be back in L.A., situating another showroom, mm -hmm. just so we can cater to people in L.A., and New York. Mm. Um, for the new year, we're going to be launching the styling website, mm. which is going to give you access to style, to book a styling session in LA, New York, and Chicago. Mm. We'll have a stylist meet with you. Mm -hmm. um, you'll book it, let's say, we'll, you'll book it, let's say, a week prior. Um, we'll situate everything based on your measurements, and we'll, we'll set you up. At the same time, you can shop for miscellaneous clothing. You can go ahead and pre-order the newest drop. So we're going to cater to everyone. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. okay. so, so look out for it. No doubt. Definitely. So before we end the show, Greg gave oh. us shirts. So I want you to check your shirt out before we ended the show. Yeah. So Greg was a guest uh, about two or three shows back. Yes. Okay. Greg, the artist. Gregory Maldonado. 
And he did get the three X. Yes, Thank he did. you, Greg. I Shaolin. appreciate that. Shaolin Nun. Shaolin Nun. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Um, dope, dope. I got a package getting sent out to Greg. Um, he got you know some merch from the show and no doubt the shirt I made no of doubt. his of his character. So okay. So you like the shirt? I love it. Oh, okay. I love it. I love the color too, man. Like the. That smoky gray. That's mm-hmm. kind of my thing. So, man. Greg, thank you. Obrigado. Um, Retro, where can they find you online? You can tap in with our Instagram, The Daily Drip NYC. From there on, just shoot me a DM. We update our story every day um, with new merch. Anything you want to request, just shoot us a DM. And then look out for us. Um, January, we'll launch the website, and mm-hmm. we'll keep going from there. So mm-hmm. appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Jay, where can they find you? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before you go, real quick, what's your stock tip for the for the episode? Oh, yes, yes. So, uh, as always, not financial advice. I'm not a financial <laughs> advisor. Do not sue me. Ass. I always got to put that disclaimer in, they bro, because next thing you ass. know, because BBIG fell like 30% they after I mentioned it. For that ass. Hold BBIG. Do not sell BBIG. I promise you, come January, if you look at the options chain, Look at Options Chain for January 21st, 2022, and you'll see what I'm talking about if you know how to read Options Chains. Mm-hmm. But AGC is a stock that uh, seemingly wants to squeeze right now. Mm-hmm. It's been a little volatile. It is a little risky. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's training at 1325. I, I think you can see about 1617 in the next two to three weeks. It's a little crazy right now because right now is this period where a lot of funds are divesting. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're seeing the stock market crash. And now we got this uh, Decepticon, Unicron uh, coronavirus, which killed the stock market on Friday. Uh, coronavirus done turned into a transformer, son. <laughs> get your booster shots. Yes, please get, get your, your booster, booster Get shots. vaccinated if you ain't vaccinated. Um, if you want to. So it right now is a little risky to be investing, to be honest with you. If you're queasy about taking some short-term losses i would say stay out of the stock market until january mm-hmm. but if you like me and you love the risk i'm in it to win it baby i'm in it yo i want, I want the whole <laughs> like enchilada Lotto. bro you know what I mean? um hey yo this stock is actually uh agc is actually a, a, a pretty good buy so look into it so where can they find you uh j flatbush uh on pretty much everything yeah okay. Well, J-A-Y you, Flatbush. Well, you can find me, me on Instagram, Polo Parata, the Super Key Podcast on Facebook, on, uh, where else we got? We're everywhere. I can't think of everything, else, but we're everywhere. Um, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. 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 Uh, not on SoundCloud, though. Not uh, on I SoundCloud. Nah, I don't, I don't like SoundCloud. But anyway. You don't like SoundCloud? Mm-mm. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, but. uh got people at SoundCloud. Okay. But uh, you can also get us on, uh, what's the other, Patreon. If you uh, sign up on our Patreon, you get this episode today. And uh, the video will be out tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Um, thank you, Retro, for coming out. Coming no, thank out. you, Appreciate guys. Uh, good, luck, good luck at Art Basel to, uh, this week. Um, we'll be in New York, you know, hustling. As and, always. Uh, yeah, we'll be back for the next episode, episode 29 of the Soupy Podcast. Ciao. My respect, ah, AK-40, eat your flesh, hand